0: Hi, this is Regaline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Stefan Leary. Stefan is a former college basketball player who spent 11 years as a high school athletic director, teacher, and counselor, and he also coached college basketball division one. Welcome to the show, Stefan.
1: Thank you so much, Gigi. It's so good to be with you
0: today. You're welcome. It's an honor to have you here today. Yes. Now, why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about you and where you are from.
1: I am uh, born in uh, Louisiana, Bunky, small town Bunky, Louisiana, but I uh, grew up in Houston, Texas. Uh, third Ward all over. Third Ward, Fifth Ward, South Park, Sunnyside, a little bit of everywhere. Uh, not too far from actually where George Floyd grew up. He was he grew up in Third Third Ward, so... I saw him at the park many times uh, growing up. So, uh, but that's where I grew up in Houston, Texas.
0: I love it. Tell us more about your book, They Call Me Coach. My book,
1: They Call Me Coach. You know, I got to a time in my life, uh, Gigi, I've been coaching, teaching, training, and developing young people over the past 27 years. Got done playing in college, tried to play a little professionally, Um, Trying to play professionally didn't work out and I find myself um, coaching. And I tell people that coaching chose me, I didn't choose coaching. And the reason why I say that is because my my journey and my story probably didn't start and hasn't uh, evolved as many has. You see, I was, um, my mom was a single mom who, Ran in the middle of the night from that small town in Louisiana I told you I was born in. And she piled six kids up in a, in a car and drove to Houston, Texas. So I grew up in inner city, impoverished in Houston, Texas. Seven kids, single mom and a boyfriend all piled into a two-bedroom apartment. And um, I love sports. I tell people sports saved my life. Unfortunately for me, it wasn't meant for me, as many of us dream in the inner city to play professionally. God had a different purpose and a plan for my life. Uh, However, traveling around, playing at the different parks, I met a man named Dave Stallman. Dave Stallman took me to a Hall of Fame basketball player by the name of Pistol Pete Maravich. Pistol Pete Maravich taught me the greatest lesson in my life that I still try to hold. True too, and that was, I was the best player at the camp. My team went undefeated, but I was a little rough around the edges. If I threw you a pass and you miss it, I make sure you knew about it. I might call you sorry, I might, you know, I was a little rough around it. That hood life was still on me. <laughs> and so um, um, I get to this camp and my team wins, we win the championship. Pistol Pete asked to have lunch with Stefan Leary and I thought I have arrived. Pistol Pete wants to have lunch with Stefan Leary. I go to this lunch to close out camp and he tells me these words. He says, you're a really good basketball player and I can see a lot of greatness in you. You remind me of my teammate, Tiny Archibald, who played with him with the Boston Celtics. He said, if you uh, do the right things in life, who knows where you might end up? He said, but I invited you to lunch to tell you this one thing one thing i'm not giving you the mvp award he said because your character doesn't fit the award it was a life-changing thing for me at the time i was really upset being a kid from the city and uh I haven't ever been won anything or done anything like that i flipped the table over upset and mad called myself running away however this camp was in florida so I couldn't run anyway. I ran to the curb. And when I got to the curb, uh, this coach who took me there, he uh, sat down beside me. He said, I've watched you come into the gym. I've seen tremendous talent in you. He said, but I saw some of the same things that Pete saw. That's why I invited you to this camp. He said, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to come and listen to Pistol Pete's uh, testimony. And we'll go from there. I go to listen to his testimony, and Pistol Pete tells the story as being the first Hall of Fame, first million-dollar player in the NBA, the all-time leading scorer in college basketball, and how he had a big mouth himself, and uh, was one time faced in a back alley with a gun in his mouth, saying, you run your big mouth too much, I should kill you. With that gun in his mouth, he said, a light flashed before his eyes, and from that time on, he became a Christian and changed his life. As he was sharing that story, tears started to roll down my face as a little 17-year-old kid at this camp. And at that time, you know, I don't wanna tell my age, Gigi, but June 18th, 1986, Stefan Leary became a Christian. My life changed from that moment. I go back to the inner city, I go back to my family, and I began to see right, right for right and wrong for wrong. Um, When you're in the city, I tell people, you're just trying to survive the city. You're not really like saying you're doing wrong and you're doing wrong. We all were doing wrong. So it was right. Our value system was not right. What happened to me is that the lights came on that I started to see myself for more than what I saw. And I believe for the first time in my life that I can be something better. I can be something greater. And a tremendous opportunity came my way. Co- the same coach said, "Hey, would you like to transfer to a Christian school?" I said, "A Christian school? What is that? <laughs> we have public schools. I don't know what a Christian school is." <laughs> and he said, uh, "He said, oh, it's a school where we teach the uh, same thing public schools do, except for um, except for where we teach it from a biblical or Christian perspective." I said, oh, "Okay, I'll go check it out." So upon going check this out, GG. I call this checking out the school, my journey to Damascus like Paul. Because I stopped off at this uh, 5 o'clock in the morning prayer meeting, where after we were done praying, I was standing there amongst working men and women and fathers and husbands, wives, that were praying for their families and their kids. And I was a kid myself. As Being an African-American man, a white woman named Lynn Johnson came up to me and she said, what is a young man like you doing here early this morning? I said, I'm with him. I was a little bit (laughs) intimidated. I didn't really know what to say. (laughs) So I I just pointed to the coach. And in the most angelic voice, she said to me, she said, that's ironic. While we were praying, God told me to offer you a place to live. I can't tell you the amount of love, the amount of care, kindness that flowed over me that day. And that was the life-changing moment for Stefan Leary. Pistol Pete did another camp. Pistol Pete came to Houston to do a camp. Stephon Leary was a changed man, changed kid at that time. I go to the camp and I win every award, even the leadership award. My life changed completely from that day. I go to this Christian school. I go from an average student who just looked to pat no pass, no play to a young man that got a 4.0. I didn't know that I had the ability to learn and to, to be smart. That structure, that that love, that care, changed the essence of my every being. I got to a place and time in my life, Gigi, last year when COVID hit. I realized sitting around by myself, I didn't really know who I was. I was so wrapped up in the sports and so wrapped up in the coaching, training, and all of those different things that, When I didn't have it because COVID shut us down, I didn't know who Coach Leary was. And I realized to myself, there aren't many people who even know my name, let alone my story. (laughs) And so it was like God spoke to me and said, sit you down and write a book. And he sat me down and I fought sitting down because when COVID hit, I, I still was trying to train and stay busy. But when I sat down in June um, last year, God began to speak to me. And I realized that what God was trying to show me, were there are painful areas in my life that I never, ever addressed. When this life-changing experience happened. It happened as a 17-year-old kid and adopted a white family adopts me, takes me and helps me become great in everything that I attempted to do. And it was such an awesome experience that I ran with it. However, I never went back to address the issues and things that I faced as a childhood while growing up in the inner city. And so I tell people, I lived my life from 17 to 50, knowing who I was, I never went back from zero to 17 to discover what got me to this place. And so when I went back and I saw the pain and the neglect, the rejection, the abuse, the failure, I realized that, wow, there's a lot more to Stefan Larry than I know. And when I sat down and wrote this book, it was like God pulling out stuff out of me to reveal the essence of who I truly was. And so I wrote this book simply because it was God trying to stretch me, shift me, cause me to understand who I was and the purpose in which I was created for and here I am today.
0: I love it. Very powerful. Now tell us more about your other book, The Elevated Soul. You are more than what you see.
1: So right after that, Gigi, right after the first book, I it's, it's first book finished up in, uh, I wrote it in like eight to 10 weeks. Launched the book, went around, signed books, did all of that stuff. I got back in about around, November sometime, probably right after Thanksgiving. I'm back sitting alone again. By the way, I had a basketball and training business that I dropped. I had probably the largest AAU and training business in the city of Houston. I dropped that training business when I wrote that book. And I said, God has a different purpose and a plan for my life. And so I got to this place where Uh, I was sitting alone again and it was like God saying, I got another one for you. (laughs) And so he sat down, I sat down and I started writing. And that that um, that realization that I had that I just told you about in helping me write the first book is where God helped me understand that I was more than what I saw myself. as. And so something hit me. It's the elevated sole. You see, I invented this shoe called the uh, accelerator, which has an elevated sole. And while I was doing studying for, you know, background scientific stuff on the elevated sole and what it does to help a person maximize who they are as an athlete, something hit me. I wonder what an elevated S-O-U-L sole looks like when we allow for God to deal with the things in our life that we are not aware of. And it was like God instantly started speaking to me. And the first thing that he spoke to me was, you are more than what you see. And that more than what you see came from the life of Simba and the Lion King. This book, Gigi, is going to be so exciting. I can't wait till it comes out. God gave me this vision of the life of little, the little lion cub Simba. And he gave me a parallel of my life and I believe everyone's life. Well, what happens in our life is that when we're born young, we're excited about life Where's so much that we wanna achieve and accomplish in our lives like little Simba he woke his dad up, dad, dad, come on, you told me you would show me the pride land. And we are so excited about life, but something happens in our lives that causes us to run from our purpose, to run from our dreams, to run from who we who God had desired for us to be. And I write this book, The Elevated Soul, You Are More Than What You See because little Simba ran because there was a Lion King, L-I-E-I-N-G, or L-Y-I-N-G, it was a Lion King who told him to run away. Run away, Simba, and never return. And how many people in our lives that you know, that I know, how many people have run and are still running from who they were meant to be? And it wasn't until this beautiful story. God gave me this picture. Little Simba ran so far off to a place he didn't know where he was. He didn't know who he was. He didn't know what he was meant to eat. He was a lion. He's, he gets the king's meal. And he he had the people that he was supposed to eat ordering him around. That's how much he's lost himself. And so what does God do in our life like he did and like it, it happened in the life of little Simba in this book? He sends people our way. And so he sent Nyla to go find Simba. She finds Simba and she tells him, oh, it's so great to see you. But he's afraid. He's afraid because he doesn't know who he is and he's denying who he was. And so one day she tells him, everyone's gonna be so excited to know that you're alive. And Simba puts his head down and said, please don't tell him I'm alive. And I liken that to a situation in our lives where we get to a point that we're hiding from ourselves, that we don't even want people to know that know that we're alive. And boy, the best guy in the movie is Rafiki. I love Rafiki, Rafiki shows up on the scene and Rafiki says, I know you and Simba said, you do? He say, yes, I know your father too. And Simba says, you do? But Simba drops his head because that's a trigger for him. There's are so many things that happen in our lives that trigger us back to a past that tries to hold us back from taking the steps forward to becoming that which God called us to become. And that's what happened for little Simba. But he said, my father's dead. And boy, Rafiki says, no, he's not. He's alive. I'll show you. And he takes little Simba and he runs him down to this place where he wants him to simply do one thing. And that's the title of this book. He just wanted Simba to see that it is his father that lives in him. And Simba, when he saw this reflection, his first response was what I think most people struggle with in life is that they struggle with that first reflection that they see in the morning. Simba at first looked in the water and he said, he said, it's just my reflection. And I think many people in in their lives are looking at the mirror and they're seeing something that they don't like and they're just seeing this reflection that's the same old person that wakes up, that goes, that's been hurt, that's been damaged, that's failed, that's going through difficult times. And that person that they see is they think that's all there is to life. But Rafiki tells him, what I like to tell people, look harder. And Simba looks harder and he sees his father in him. And what I like to challenge people, Gigi, is that look harder and see that there is more than what you see. There is a God that loves you. There is a reflection of a father who lives in you. If Bible tells us that it is Christ in us that is the hope of glory. If we would see ourselves for more than what we see and see ourselves the way God sees us, we would remember who we are. And that's what Simba's father did. He appears in the sky and he said, Simba, oh Simba, you have so forgotten me that you've forgotten yourself. And Simba says, no, no. And he says, remember who you are remember who you are you are the son of the king and that's what i want people to know you are more than what you see look harder remember who you are you are son of the king god has great purpose and a plan for our lives if we just see him see ourselves the way he
0: sees us I love it. Now, you're a former college basketball player. Tell us more about your experience. Basketball, you know,
1: that was something that I, I love so dearly. Basketball was almost like a, a marriage for me. <laughs> you know, I I I played basketball all my life. And of course, my life was changed through basketball. So once I, you know, I never had a dream or a goal of playing college basketball, you know, and then when you're in the inner city, you, talk about, you think about playing professionally. Somehow you think you skip college and you go straight to the pros. But playing college basketball for me, I was, uh, I was an opportunity to play that gave me the opportunity to get an education. That was the first and foremost thing for me. It allowed for me to have a platform to utilize the talent and skills and ability that uh, God gave me but it also allowed for Stefan Leary, who was an inner city kid who had no way of being, getting through college to be on a scholarship and get a college education. And I thought that I was gonna be able to use basketball as a platform to launch my life and my career, play a little professionally and then do whatever else God had for me. But I endured a couple of injuries. And along the way, those couple of injuries almost caused me to lose sight of who I was, a little bit of anger, a little bit of resentment, um, when I was when basketball was taken from me. But I realized at that moment that God had um, more in store for me. You see, when I was hurt my senior year, Coach calls me into the office and he said. Um, he said, uh, you know, to earn your scholarship, to finish your classes, I would like for you to be a, a student assistant coach. And as a student assistant coach, he put me in charge of weight training and skill development. Well, just like God, Gigi, Stefan Larry lived 27 years of being a coach and a trainer in weights and skill development. It was all part of God's plan. I enjoyed my time as a player and wish there was more for me in basketball, but it really was the platform that God used to launch my purpose.
0: Amen. For God knows the plans that he has for us. Very powerful. Now, Stefan, tell us a time in your life where you experienced an aha moment.
1: Aha. That, the aha moment has to be um, that life-changing experience for me. It was almost like, I can't even explain to people. The only thing that I can say is that when I read about Jesus taking the scale off of the blind man's eyes, all I can say is that I had zero reason to want to be better than anybody else. I had six siblings, I'm I, uh, six other siblings, I was the fifth. And many of my siblings chose the way of drugs and alcohol and crime. And I hadn't really no real reason why I didn't follow in that path until that time that I came to know Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And it awakened me, something inside of me changed where I saw everything different and began to have a purpose. And want something more out of my life. That's probably my biggest aha moment.
0: Amen. Very inspiring. Now, Stefan, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness?
1: Walking with purpose and living a life of happiness, I think, all starts and ends with knowing who created you and why he created you. You see, as you just alluded to, Jeremiah 29, 11, God has a purpose and a plan for everyone. God loves each and every one he created, the Bible tells us. God made us into his own image. If he made us into his own image, he sees that you are good. So there's times when you go through in life and you don't think that you're good enough. I just want people to know that you're more than enough. You're more than enough because of the one who created you and he created you for purpose. It starts with knowing who created you and why he created you. There are gonna be ups and downs and hills and valleys. Stefan Stefan, Larry's life wasn't easy. I'm so grateful and so thankful for the many people that have impacted my life. I'm still friends and uh, mentors to with the man who took me to Pistol Pete's camp I was a mentor, Um, Pistol Pete was a mentor to me before he passed away. I even worked at his basketball camp before he died. I think the important thing, Gigi, and especially in today's society, I think we have to realize that we can't travel this journey alone. God has people and he puts people in our paths, just like I told you about Simba. God loves Simba enough that he put people in his path to bring him back to that place. When you wander off on this journey for trying to seek and fulfill the purpose in which God has for you, I can promise you he'll put people in your path. I can promise you he'll speak to you about things that you want to do. The key to life is to living an obedient and committed life to the purpose once you know what that purpose is.
0: Amen very uplifting. Thank you, Stefan. You're welcome. Now, yes, sir. Now, where can the audience find you?
1: You can find me on all social media platforms and even my website, CoachStefanLeary.com. You can find me there. My book's on Amazon. My um, The second book, my second book, The Elevated Soul, is being published currently in publishing by TVN. TBN, uh, we're in launch phase with the book. Um, and so, hoping that that'll get out to you soon. But you can find me on Facebook, Stefan Leary, um, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm on all of those platforms, Stefan Leary. My basketball organization is newheightshoops.com. However, I've kind of laid that down for now. I'm kind of shifting in a different direction, but I still do some basketball stuff. So CoachStefanLeary.com, NewHeightsHoops.com, all social media platform, Stefan Leary would love to help anyone, anyone needing any advice, anyone needing. If you want the book, hit me up, let me know. I'd be more than happy to help anyone. I believe that my life was simply meant to inspire others that they may find the true purpose in which God created them.
0: Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Stefan at CoachStefanLeary.com and also NewHeightsHoops.com and all of his social media handles. Stefan, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me Podcast. Thank I appreciate you so
1: much. It. You're thank welcome. you. It's been a pleasure.